very good morning she might come into today's programme what do you do with a leaky roof when your mother has a disability and the rain is coming in on top of her our colleague indeed is doing the 3000 push up challenge as well how many has he done we'll be asking him to do 250 on front of us here in studio uh, the cost of living support we're looking at that on today's programme and also we're looking at that new community hospital for Toom it's progressed at some speed I have to say and uh, we're looking at the coffee cake challenge it continues by the way today it is easy to keep them happy that and more comment lines on 086 with thanks for rationale windows we're with you till midday good morning Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's program. If you do want to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. And any of those numbers are 0917707 is the uh, number you can get us at also. We'll give you an update on... It isn't really a coffee cake challenge, but we spoke about coffee cakes yesterday. And thank you. I've got about five now recipes uh, for coffee cakes. And we had one yesterday, a coffee cake, Stafford's uh, from Dunn Stores from Sean Walsh, uh, who dropped it over. And... Um, Ollie was chief tester, assisted by Siobhan, and they've given it the thumbs up. So we'll be keeping an eye on coffee cakes into the future. Uh, if you have a recipe, feel free just to send it to comments at goldwaybfm.ie. Emily Quinn joins me on the line today. Emily, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Now, you live in Galway City, but you're fighting to save your mom and sister's home after a leak revealed a rotten roof that's going to cost thousands to replace. Where is your mom based, Emily, can I ask you? My mom is based um, out in Tume, towards the Barnard direction. And what happened? So basically, at Christmas, we noticed a patch in the kitchen that had kind of discoloured. So there's water coming down through the attic. By, say, Stevens's evening, there was a drip coming right down over the couch. So we just had a bucket out collecting the water. The earliest we could get someone out to check, because obviously things are, are so highly in demand at the moment, was kind of uh, the end of January, early February there. When they got out to check it, the first time initially they were like, yeah, we see the leak, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to fix it. That was fine, fair play to me, came back. When they got up on the roof and they pulled the tile, the entire beam just collapsed. The roof was red rotten. So it had obviously been there for much longer than my mother, God love her, had known. Um, my mum is disabled, so like she can't be climbing up in attics and, ro- and roofs and things looking no, for stuff. No, no, no. It's very obvious she doesn't spot it. So unfortunately, because it was an ongoing leak, it's not covered by insurance either. So the roofer then went on to check random parts of the roof just to see was it one area, was it all over, and discovered the entire roof was rotten and like would have collapsed, like essentially. And tell me a little bit about mum. You said mum has a disability. She has scoliosis. Um, well, my mom actually has a lot of things. My mom and my sister are both disabled. Uh, they were both born that way. My mom was born with scoliosis, but over the years it has developed into osteoarthritis and another disease called ankylosing spondylitis that actually affects like her heart, her lungs, her eyesight, a lot of different things. Um, she had a bad fall during COVID and that really set off the process of my mom's health really going downhill. Like she can't drive anymore. You know, she can't walk unaided like she needs two crutches or a walker to get around so she just she can't work like my mom is a very crafty very very bright intelligent woman and used to 
do curtains and teach crafts and arts and knitting and everything in schools. Like when I was growing up, my mother often worked four jobs at a time to support me and my sister. And like, it's very hard for her. She can't do any of that anymore. My sister then has bad scoliosis too. And unfortunately was born with two club feet and has needed many surgeries over the years. She's actually facing another massive surgery on her, her good leg, as we'd call it. Um, which will have her rendered to a wheelchair for weeks on end. It's like this house is specially adapted to my parent, my my mom's, my sister's needs. Like it has a special bathroom, wider doors, a ramp, things like that. Losing it just isn't feasible. Mm. And is it is it mom's house or is it a council house? Forgive the. No, my, it's my mom. They own the house. They, they own, own the house. house. So, so mom owns yeah. the house, and then she finds yeah. herself with a with a wonky roof, and the water coming in on St Stephen's is day and getting worse from there. Yeah, and like, it's just, it's really frustrating because like, first of all, the first thing I want to say is I understand like cost of living is so hard and everybody at no point to, to, do we think we're we're more in deserving of anything else or more entitled to anything else. It's just so hard. Like there's been times I've gone to visit my mom and it's warmer outside than it is in my mom's house because turning on the heating for long periods of time just isn't affordable anymore. It's quite sad to think that, you know, a woman in her, in her, mid 60s and a disabled daughter living like that and um, like the first response from anyone when we were like okay we need the help was apply for the grant apply for the grant which fair enough there is a grant available but unfortunately the work had to be done on mum's roof like it couldn't be left because if it collapsed it, like it could have come no, down no, them no, at no, night no. in their bed so the roofer was a very, very decent man and he understands man's situation or plight and he did the work for her. So because the house essentially has had the work done and my mom is paying it off, she's no longer entitled to any help from the government, which just doesn't make sense because like if there was an elderly person in their home, you're not going to leave them roofless. If the work needs done, it needs done. It doesn't eliminate your need for help. It doesn't. And it's very sad that you as her daughter have to come on the radio with me this morning to say, look, um, we need help, and but we just don't know where to turn for the help on this one. How much roughly did the the um, new roof cost? Well, a new roof on average would be forty thousand, but we got a quote of twenty five. He's been extremely generous to my mum and really helping her as best he can. And I'm just trying to raise whatever I can to lessen that burden on her. Obviously, I'm giving what I can, and family and things have stepped up, but. Every little house, like even a share of the GoFundMe, because I know it's hard on everyone right now and we're not trying to say, oh, we deserve it more than others. Even sharing the post so that it gets out there and other people see it and it raises awareness is hugely beneficial. But, but, we're also organising a raffle and we're selling tickets and people have been so generous coming forward, donating absolutely amazing prizes, like just to try and raise any little bit that we can to knock cost off. So uh, effectively, as of now, the mum owes... Mom owes twenty five thousand, and she's on. Yeah. Is she on a disability pension? Yeah, and my sister, like they can't work. Like it's just it's well, shocking. They can't, they can't afford to pay back the twenty five thousand either. Let's. No, they absolutely can't. And like I think the most disheartening thing is for the government to say, "Oh well, because you've had work done, you're not entitled to anything." Like where does that make sense? Like if your roof is caving in, you can't wait the few months that it would take to get a grant. And oftentimes, I know we had when we had the disability adaptions done to the house a few years ago and we applied for the grant and yes, we got it and we were so grateful. But we have to pay for that work up front and then you're reimbursed. Like logically, if you had 40 grand to re-roof your house, you're not going to be asking for a grant from the government, no, are you? Like, no. It's a tragedy, a tragedy, because you lost your dad a long time ago as well to cancer, didn't you? 
Yeah, when I was six years old, my dad, who was also disabled, he had um, he had spina bifida. He was in a wheelchair. He got cancer and he died. Like, sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but no. my mom has just been such an amazing person all her life, and she deserves so much better than this. She does, but I mean, she's thirty years without her husband. You were only six years old. And, yeah, uh, and like she's worked so hard all her life. Like, she, as I said, my mom worked multiple jobs to make sure that me and my sister never went without I had everything growing up and the one thing she needs I can't give her sorry not at all don't be apologising to me I'm just wondering where you can turn on this one Um, you see the system in this country is kind of funny if you apply for something yeah, and you're approved, okay. you get you get it. But if you show an initiative to, to, at which the roofer did and your mom didn't use it, get the job done because you don't want to fall in on top of them. And you do it and you're left yeah. with a bill of 25,000. Uh, all yeah, of a sudden and you then, can help and it, because clearly you had the means to go out and get it done anyway. Yeah. You know, it's well, just, it's it doesn't of, make any sense. It's kind of out, out of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Uh, once it's done and that problem is ticked off and it's not our problem anymore and we can hide behind the bureaucracy of well you should have waited yeah, to get approval in the meantime it seems that it's the most vulnerable people in our country that seem to be the ones that suffer the most and it's terrible what is the name of the GoFundMe page um, can I ask you Emily yeah it's called Rebuild Cathy's Home I sent in the link um Yesterday evening as well, we, but it's we rebuild Kathy's home on GoFundMe. And we spell Kathy with the C. Kathy with the C, yeah. And it's just the full backstory is on there about my mom and everything that's happened. And we've pictures of the rotten roof is up there as well. Like the the the, the wood just crumbled the minute the builder touched it. And he was a very decent man. So a huge, huge thank you to him because somebody else would have walked off and left her and said, oh, that's more than the original 7,000 job you were quoted. There's nothing we can do. He's been a very, very decent man. And I I don't doubt that at all. Well done. At least she's safe at this stage. And have you done the retrofitting for installation? I mean, the the picture of mom's house being colder on the inside than the outside. I mean... That's not doing her, her osteoarthritis any good either. Yeah, the retrofit has been done. Mum's house, like everything we can have done, we have had done over the years. Like, you know, we've tried to maintain the home as best as possible. But realistically, like two people living off their disability benefit, it doesn't run no, at home. Yeah, in, but it, you know, with food and electricity and heating bills and everything. And sometimes the heat is beyond, but it just, you can't leave it running for long periods of time because you just can't pay it these days. It's so expensive. It is, and oil has gone expensive and gas has gone expensive and electricity has gone expensive. But I mean, if it's retro, yeah. you see, it's not doing mom's osteoarthritis any good to be in the cold either. Uh, she needs, no, it's not, she but needs hopefully heat. the fact that the roof won't be leaking, it obviously is going to work better. Obviously, if the roof was rotten, I'd say a lot of heat was escaping yeah. through it as well. Do you know, so hopefully that's going to make a massive difference. Because even I went out to the house the last day to my mum and my sister, and I, I could see the difference straight away, like where Good it was job. completely sealed around the edges. And I was like, oh God, I never noticed it before, but I really noticed it now. Yeah, and it's insulated, I'm sure, properly as well. I feel so sorry for exactly. that young woman. It's time for our Minister with Disabilities in her own area of East Galway uh, stepped up and helped his family out. Uh, it's a disgrace uh, that the government is treating people of our country this way. In fairness, Anne Rabbit um, is not afraid to throw the jacket on the floor and get stuck into projects like this. Uh, were you in contact with Minister Anne Rabbit, do you know? 
No, I haven't been. Yeah, we'll be in contact. Uh, we'll, we'll put you in contact yeah. with her uh, from there. Uh, but the work is done. The work is done. And home is safe, and that's the main and thing the roofer for me. Is, like the roof is paid. Is the roof paid? No, oh, that's, no. Oh, that's why we're oh, raising oh, the money. Yeah, he's okay. been extremely decent. Okay, so it's it's a matter of getting the money together so that he can be paid back in uh, rather than dribs and drabs yeah. in, in a major uh, amount as well uh, from there. Yeah. Do you know what? There's loads of people like you out there uh, maybe haven't gone through such a traumatic life as you at losing your dad at six years of age, which is a huge uh, trauma in any family. Uh, but there's people like you out there that... Um, don't know where to turn when the drip down or the drop down, we call it, uh, is coming in the bedroom or the kitchen or elsewhere. And they just don't know where to go. And unfortunately, the weather has gone worse and worse and worse here. And once the drip starts, the drip continues and just gets worse that's and it. worse and worse. Um, that's it. Like, you can't rely on Irish weather. Like, if you were told, OK, there's maybe another two months left in the roof, fair enough, you could get your grant application in. But like, if you're told the roof is red rotten, if anything came down on that roof, it's coming down. You can't rely on Irish weather not to throw a sporadic storm. You know, it's no, just, no. It's, it's too dangerous. And you wouldn't leave anyone in that situation, whether they were elderly or disabled or not. You just wouldn't do it. Um, there has to be some kind of emergency funding that they can bring in for this one. And, yeah. Um, it, it's really and truly... It really and truly is a history. Somebody said, I thought that the story was so sad, but listening now, I realise uh, it is just wrong. At a click of a finger, money flows for well-paid politicians to get so-called security upgrades, uh, which they should pay themselves. And on the other hand, here we are, two people who need support are cold and in need uh, of everything that they want. And uh, they will get platitudes and sympathy from our representatives rather than money. Now there's free advertising out if uh, they will be out and about doing stuff, looking for uh, such attention, I will be on to GoFundMe within the hour, and I'm going to give some money as well. Uh, you know, that's that's there's a good bit of support for you there today, so there is Emily, and it's a matter of just harnessing. That's one thing as well. I was talking to my mum last night, and the one thing she wanted to convey that she wants to express her ex extreme thanks to everybody that has liked, shared, donated, and that it has meant so so much and she's so so appreciative like the kindness and support we've experienced from just everyday people has been so phenomenal and so supportive and just so lovely and we are so 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 grateful your mom's not looking for charity she just wants to be able to get on with life with, with the roof that she has overhead that she needs to pay for that's the bottom line basically yeah. that's yeah. the bottom line can't be any clearer than that Come here. Are you are you are you working in the city? Are you? Um, I actually work in the village of Uchtarard. I'm a self-employed beauty therapist. I have a small salon in the village. Of Uchtarard. Yeah. Good on you. Why do you pick such a beautiful place to go to work every morning, Emily? Huh? Uh, I used to work back west in another place, and when I decided to go out on my own, I just always had such a connection to this side of the town. And yeah. my father and my mum used to holiday in Uchtarard all the time, and his name was Robin. And then the local greengrocers here in um, Uchtarard, well, Sullivan's, uh, was the logo was a Robin. And I remember the day I came out and I saw it, and I just said, "This is the place for me." And it's just gone from strength to strength since. Good on you. Good on you. I love it. They've just been so, so amazing. They are the most amazing people. They are so kind, so caring, and just so decent. So just a massive thank you to everyone in Uchtarard. They've just been phenomenal. Whereabouts in Uchtarard are you? Tell me, are you, where are you close to? 
Yeah, so I'm right beside the boat in. So you'd turn the, the corner down Camp Street and I'd be right beside the boat in there and up to it. Good on you. What a, lov- what a lovely place. What a lovely place to be working out of as well. And it's fabulous every day. It's so beautiful. It is, and the people out there are beautiful as well. Um, and where's, mom, where's mom's home again? It's um, it's past Tume as if you were heading towards Barnajarig. Okay. Past Tume on the way to so Barnajarig. Yeah, she's out the country. All right. Well, if anybody can help uh, today, Emily Quinn, you thank uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. You keep strong, and if you want to go to the GoFundMe page, uh, rebuild Cathy's home, and get further details uh, from there. And uh, Keith, uh, this caller said, tell the government uh, it's for Ukrainians and it'll be paid for straight away. A lot of that going on, so there is a lot of those type of comments coming the way as well. Keith, what is the name of the GoFundMe page? It's uh, Rebuild Cathy's Home is the name of the GoFundMe page from there. 9.28. Now, one of our colleagues has taken on a challenge of challenges. So we're, we have, we've got a, a whistle, uh, we've got a stopwatch, we have the whole lot. Uh, but he's taken on a challenge in relation to uh, a charity of his choice as well, where he has to do push-ups, not just one or two. Tis a lot more. Stay tuned. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. One of our colleagues, indeed, who's a very good young man, Dylan Connolly, has taken on a, a challenge of 3,000 push-up challenge in March to support MS Ireland. I'm joined on the line by uh, Mary Melia, and she's the mother of three, Owen, Michaela and Colleen, and she's living in Schumann, was diagnosed with MS in 2007. Her main symptoms would be mobility issues, and she's currently in a wheelchair, and she's treasurer of the very active Tume MS brand. So, so Mary joins me uh, on the line. Mary, good morning to you. Hi, Keith. How are you? Good to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. And Dylan joins you as well. Dylan, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, I, Mary. I thought, I thought, Mary, he had sense in his lifetime. Young people, I thought, had great sense. What did you do to twist his arm on this one, Mary? I know exactly what happened. He was out some night for a few drinks and it was a great idea at the time. That's not <laughs> and true, And he Mary. got up the next day. Uh, No, the next generation, Keith, look at they surprise you every day. Fantastic, fantastic. Such a a great young man, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's a hard, hard challenge, you know. And we will trust that he will do it. (laughs) Well, listen, you couldn't trust trust anybody else more, yeah. Well, now, surviving it, we we can't comment on that currently. That's (laughs) that's what the Lord himself said. Dilla, where did the idea come from? Or how did you weren't out for a night because you don't do that type of thing? No, no. I was I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw the ad come up from MS Ireland and I had just joined the gym. This is about three weeks ago, maybe a month. And I thought, well, you know what? No, I'm not a frequent gym goer at all. Like, but you I don't just need wanted it. You're as thin as a lat. Like, well, you know, it's good good for the head as well. You know, more than anything else. But I I just saw the ad and I said, well, that's I said that'll be brilliant. Now that'll just keep me going through the month and that will really focus me this challenge. Yeah. So. If anything, it's a great personal challenge, but you're also, you know, getting a chance to raise vital funds for MS Ireland and the, you know, the the vital services that they that they provide. That, that yeah. they provide, you know. So it's uh, been tough, but it's it's fun. Are we you fit now? I was very sore for the first few evenings, <laughs> <laughs> but I started on. It's amazing when when you start like push up. Is it's a very difficult exercise to do because from other fellas in the gym they say to me look it's one of the exercises that 
if you just fall off the bandwagon, it's like starting all over again. So the more you do it, the better and the stronger that you get. So I started off barely being able to do 10 in one go, <laughs> and now I'm up to 25. So I'm not doing too bad. In a go. In a go, yeah. So it works out. So the the, the challenge is 3,000 push-ups for yeah. the month of March. That works out at about 100 push-ups a day. So that's the, the key is to, you know, after work and evenings, have a bit of dinner, head into the gym. And my routine is, you can split them up however you want. So And do you have to do well, them in the gym now or could you do them? Oh, on you can do them anywhere. So and you the can do them on the floor there in Studio One? I could, yeah, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do, the great thing is the challenge is open to anyone. You can do push-ups off the wall, you can do push-ups with your knees. But um, I just to challenge myself, I'm doing the traditional push-up. It's a fair know. challenge. Um, so if you have to do 100 a day, so you're going to have to do 425s. Yeah. So it's going to be morning, lunchtime, afternoon and evening. Yeah. Well, what I do is I, I get in and I, I, I'm, I'm doing other exercise with it to keep it interesting for myself. So I'll do like 15 minutes on the bike, then I'll get down and I'll do 50 push-ups and then I'll do another 15 minutes on the bike and then another 50 push, push-ups. But I won't do that every evening. I'll kind of add in other exercises as well. And you need to do it slowly as well because you don't rush into these things. Yeah, well, you need to have good form. You know, they say like just when you actually get down with your feet and your hands on the ground, that your body should look like it's in a plank position, which is directly straight across like okay. that. Give me that again. Oh. When you feet on the ground, feet on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So your body should be in a plank position, so Not direct, in a curve. directly flat. No. no, no curved back or anything like that, and no uh, bump in your neck, pressure on your the shoulders. Neck. You know, yeah. you just keep your yeah. You don't have, so, you have, you have a small little necking anyway, so no, we can't have, any pre- can't have pressure on so, that. But the amazing thing is, when I started, it, it, like MS Ireland made it so easy to fundraise. I just clicked the link and I registered and straight away there was a donate page automatically set up. Created for you. Created for me with my profile attached to it and there was no work involved in setting it up and I was just, it's amazing how easy it is to fundraise now. So they set the goal for me, which was 150 euros, and I smashed that goal overnight. Okay. Everyone was brilliant. They just, you know, I. So you're saying 150 for the whole month? Yeah, no, it was 150, right? That was the goal that they set. Yeah. So then more donations started to come in. So I bumped it up to 300. Mm. I smashed that. I bumped it up to 500, and I smashed that. And now it's I'm on 633 euro, and I've actually just last night because I uploaded. Um, a picture just with my MS Ireland t-shirt that got a little bit of traction just to say, you know, hashtag challenge accepted. I'm taking on this challenge for the month. I have now increased the goal to a thousand euro. Good and I have full confidence that I'm going to hit that uh, before the end of the month. Uh, Mary, it's a tremendous amount of work for a young man like Dylan to, to do and it's been done all over the all over the country. Unreal, unreal. And like, he's, you know, it's just fantastic. And he's so positive about it. You know, it's not, it's, it doesn't seem to be a chore for him. It's, it, he's just positive. I'm going to do it. And, and that's it. You know, it's but, fantastic. Really well, fantastic. What we'll do is we, we, we'll talk to him at the end of the month and see how he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> knowing him, he, knowing him as well as I do, he'll still be positive. So he will, but uh, that's it. <laughs> he will. What's the go? He will. What's the GoFundMe page, uh, Dylan? So it's actually on Facebook. So Facebook, if okay. you want to get in on this and you want to kindly support, you can go to Gola Bay FM's Facebook page right now. 
and it's pinned to the top yeah. of the page. If you want to keep in on the behind the scenes action, you can go to my Facebook page, Dylan Connolly, or if you're more Instagram inclined, you can go to Instagram and my page is called Cono Music on Instagram. Cono Music. Cono Music. That's K-O-N-N-O. K-O-N-N-O. Yeah. And Dylan is spelled D-Y-L-A-N. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So you can keep up. I'm going to do a, a vlog each week at the end of each week and a couple of progress photos and that kind of stuff in between. Okay, I'm looking for a victim. John, is John can you come into me for a minute there if you don't mind? John Morley, please, who's the uh, producer. Come you in might do a, a few yeah. push-ups. Yeah, just stand in front of Mike one there if you don't mind. Have you done any push-ups recently, have you? I don't know what a push-up is. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's a push-up? <laughs> Will you demonstrate a flipping push-up? Mary, sorry, that's not how... So you demonstrate the push-up to him there, will you, please? Me? Yeah, and then we're going to see how many can he do. Yeah, imagine he doesn't know... Yeah, so show us now. So I'll do the commentary now. We should have Ollie in here, really. So studio... He's on the, he's, he's on the ground now. He's on the ground. Oh, yeah. Up, one. Oh, I got... Mary, I'll tell you. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Come up out of that, please, like a good man doing... Uh, you're only showing. The, you're only going to show the, now. Down on the ground. You, you, down, down on the ground. You get. Please. You have an ambulance and standby there now, do you? <laughs> They're all in Wexford this not, morning. <laughs> did you not see hang Molly on, yesterday one, morning? One second. Now, hang on. Don't, Mary, hang on. No, hang on. One, two, three, four, looks good. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Stop it! Stop it! He's flying it. Oh, I think you should. I think you should have the challenge with them. Yeah. You, I surprised myself there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit out of breath there. <laughs> can, can, can Sorry, can we? You're next, Keith. Yeah, what about you? Come on. <laughs> tisn't, tisn't an ambulance Down you one. go there tis, now, Keith. It's a defibrillator that one for me, so it is not, not an ambulance. Well, I tell you, I'm very impressed with the two of them, so I am very impressed. Mm. So if they want to go to Facebook, then Dylan again. Yeah, you can. You're very fit now, you puppy. You hit that now, so you did. Well, I've been training the last three weeks oh, because... You, you must have brought him with you. <laughs> you must have brought him with you. He wasn't bad, no. He was very good. Pretty good. The form was good. The plank position yeah. was good. Yeah. He, he said he does his training in Kennedy's Inner Square, so I don't know what gym that is, but sure, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're fit. Well done to you. Congratulations. Cheers. Yeah. And just a massive thanks to everyone who has donated so far as well. And um, looking forward to the journey for yeah, the next couple so of... So you're at 2,900 as of this morning? Yes, that's how much more I have to do. You have 100 do. done, so 2,900. 100 done last night, yeah. yeah. And you can't kind of kind of de delegate them, so we could give 100, say, to John Ward, we could give 350 to Donald Sullivan, 500 to That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we should do that. And then Not I think live we should video them key, live. Please. What? I think we should go live on Facebook and have them all together so you can do the most push-ups. <laughs> uh, no, Mary, I didn't put myself in there, but I, I'm 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 going under I'm going under the Save fact it. that a, med, a, med, a medical condition I'll have to find one fairly quickly and to avoid it. Mary, thanks for joining and us, keep, and we'll talk to you. Keith, all we can do is supply the Red Bull and the prayers. <laughs> Well, I think we'll just give them the prayers at this stage that they get out the other side. So they will. Dylan, good luck. Will you give us a weekly update? So 2,900 today. Yeah. Uh, pop in next week and just let us know. You don't have far to come to come to studio. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And uh, mind yourself, again, if you want to give, tell them where to go, go to Galway BFM Facebook and follow the links from there. Or you can go yeah. to Dylan Conley, D-Y-L-E-N Conley, or it's Cono Music, K-O-N-N-O Music. Yeah, you'll get some behind the scenes action, action there because I'll be uploading little video clips on my Instagram story. Why is there a van with a blue light? 
Oh no, that's the guard of the car. I thought it was an ambulance coming for John Murray. <laughs> why, why is there a guard of the car with a blue light outside? Oh, they're coming for Johnny. He's all right. He's recovered there now. He's he's doing okay. Oh, Thanks, I don't Keith. know about that. Thanks for joining us. That a little bit of fun on a on a Thursday morning. So Dave O'Connell from the Connacht Tribune will be joining us later on, and we'll be asking him how many press ups he can do in the Connacht Tribune offices in Lisbon as well. Uh, there you go. We, we'll we'll be asking them all, so we will. We're back just after the 9.42. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. All right, good morning to you. Welcome into today's Road. Minister of State for Planning is uh, joining me on the line. And uh, Minister Kieran O'Donnell, Minister of State for uh, Local Government and Planning, joins me uh, from his uh, Limerick constituency office as well. We're looking at... Uh, the cost of living support measures recently announced uh, by the government and how they're going to filter down and how people can avail of them. It's one thing the government making the announcement in government buildings or in Dáil Éireann. The other thing is to get it flowing into the pockets of those that need it as well. Uh, Minister, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. My pleasure. T- tell me, take me through what people, because I was, I was just reading a report from uh, St. Vincent de Paul last night and pe- some people are finding it very, very difficult out there. Absolutely, and I think the cost of living package that uh, we announced in government in the last uh, week or so, uh, that is very much looking to assist people to deal with the cost of living uh, difficulties they have at the moment. You're probably outside of the cost of living measures. There's a €200 electricity credit coming in this month to people through their ESB bills. And then there's a range of measures announced, one being uh, there'll be a €200 a lump sum payment, a second lump sum payment paid in the month of April to people that are on the working family payment, low-income families, lone parent, people on care, disability allowance and pensioners. Then uh, in June, there'll be a bonus uh, child benefit payment of €100 Euro per child. And then uh, in tandem with that, there'll be a once-off increase in the uh, back-to-school clothing and footwear allowance in the month of July. And then the Hot Meals programme is being extended to all this primary schools from next September. And then the, the other things that we've maintained, the low VAT rate in respect of gas and electricity and petrol and mark gas, that, that's being kept in place up to the end of October of next year. And then we have the, the low VAT rate uh, on hospitality being extended to the end of August. And then the whole area around the excise uh, duty on petrol and uh, diesel and mark gas that's going to be phased out from really from be left as it is until the 1st of June to be phased out then up to the end of October. And then I suppose finally in terms of the business supports, the, the temporary budget energy support scheme, that scheme is being extended to the 31st of May and made easier for, for companies to be able to and businesses to be able to apply. And we're looking at bringing in a specific scheme, a grant scheme for users of kerosene as well. And that will be announced uh, relatively shortly in due course by uh, the, the, uh, the Minister um, Simon uh, Coveney in that particular area. And I suppose I'm fully aware of my colleagues uh, in Galway in terms of Minister Hildegard Nocton, Senator Sean Coyne and Deputy Kieran Cannon. These are matters that they obviously have brought to the mm-hmm. fore in terms of our parliamentary party and getting these measures in place. And can I ask you, I mean, the €200 Euro from an ESP point of view or electricity supplier point of view, is, that's that's excellent and all. But I mean, that's going to absolutely every every family in the country, some that can afford it, some that really don't need it, but they're getting it. Can there be a more focused um, response 
rather than the blanket, I know it's the only way you can do it, the blanket response that everybody, mm. the millionaires, the multi-billionaires, they get the 200 euro, which is a drop in the ocean to them, they don't even know about it. And then you have the people who are struggling to pay that bill, and that 200 euro is like a godsend uh, when that bill comes through and this, every second month. Yeah, and you're right, like, there is a universal element to the energy credit, certainly in terms of administration. But the 200 euro that will come through in the month of April, that's specifically for low-income families and people that are that are on, we'll say, lone parent to carers, disability allowance and the pensioners. What we also want to really impress, and you've probably seen the Taoiseach in, in recent days, very much putting it up to the energy companies. Yeah. They are giving a reduction uh, in terms of, of businesses, but they're not giving that same reduction to domestic customers. It doesn't make any particular sense. And really, as the, the Taoiseach has stated, is, uh, you know, we'll ask once, but it won't be, we'll have to be found thereafter. And certainly the windfall uh, tax gains, uh, sorry, the, the tax on windfall gains for energy companies, that's something that is very much uh, the focus of government and that we, we, we look to bring in. But we'd like to see the companies, if they're making, I suppose the logic here is very simple, Kate. If companies, and they talk about fixed price, but if companies are making absolutely astronomical profits, well, then, uh, then it, they should be able to, uh, in the current environment, be able to pass on some of those profits to hard-pressed domestic customers. So, but, but, you know, people are seeing out there the, the reduction for businesses, which is coming through between 10 and 15% uh, this month. But that has to happen for domestic customers as well, ordinary consumers. But they're making that massive profit, so they're certainly off the back of some of the businesses that you're trying to help. But they're also making that massive profit from all of those people that are struggling to put food on the table. So it's really, I'm sorry now, but it's immoral what's happening when they show these massive profits that they're making and Correct. people find it difficult to put food on the table. And we've come that's, across that's, it on this programme. I, I know of people who can't put food on the table. Yeah, absolutely. But that's why government are bringing in something that hasn't been there before, which is a windfall tax and these profits, these super profits by the energy companies. And as, when you sit back and look at it, uh, it's for me, it doesn't, and ordinary people can question it. It doesn't make sense if the companies are able to pass on a 10 or 15% to, to hard press SMEs, which is very welcome. But at the same time, uh, when you see the large profits they're making, at the same time they say they're unable to pass on that uh, that reduction to mm. consumers who are hard pressed. That needs to change. And if if we want to see them doing that now, but it's something that government are actively working on through Minister Eamon Ryan and the Taoiseach to bring in a tax on these um, uh, win, these super profits, windfall gains, and it's something that we want, and we pass directly on to to the consumer, the hard pressed consumer. We want to bring people through uh, these uh, cost of living difficulties, and certainly, in the last budget, we had a range of measures, five particular permanent measures to deal with the cost a cost of living crisis. We are now bringing in a specific package. Furthermore, to assist in that regard, and we've gone through those measures, and then you know we we what we the, the one of the the key ingredients here is that the energy companies must pass on uh, these super profits they're making to not uh, the, not only to SMEs but also to ordinary consumers that you're speaking to, the people that I deal with on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I, I want to come back to the energy companies uh, in a moment, if you don't mind, but I also want to go yeah. to 
to other issues that are there where you've got... Uh, what, what's concerning me, and I came across our desk with somebody recently, is that the metres are not being read uh, on a bi-monthly basis. They could run mm. as being estimated. And my concern is, certainly with one person that came across the desk recently into the radio station here, is that they've been estimated for nearly two years because of COVID. Mm. They've used an awful lot more electricity because the family have been back at home during COVID. And they haven't sent in the meter reading themselves. And they're afraid when all of these supports are gone and they've got all the 200 euro credits and all that, they're going to get hit with a whopper of a bill uh, towards the end of this year or early next year once the meter is read. Well, there's two aspects there, Keith, that I suppose you, uh, it's something that government are following up on. Number one, if them, if they're doing estimated readings and then they're coming along and they're doing uh, a meter reading after a significant uh, portion of time, what rate are they charging to the end consumer? What's the actual billing rate? Because it may that that billing rate may be different to the time they actually use the electricity. That's number one. Number two, people we, we're making contact with the energy providers to make certain they do the meter readings on a regular basis. But I, I would encourage people to make contact with that they're going to make sure the, the the readings are done on a regular basis. And it's something once again. It goes back to the, to the key point here. People are getting uh, very large bills. Um, and as you say, the difference between many cases, when they do the reading, they may have been estimated over a long period of time. Um, and then you have a situation where the energy companies are making these huge profits and legitimately ordinary people are asking, why mm. are they not, why are they keep charging the various high rates? So there's a number of questions and it's something that, Government will be are actively taking up uh, with the with Electric Ireland and other companies to make certain that people are not not only are they uh, being charged, but maybe they're being charged at an incorrect rate based on the time that they use the electricity. Okay, just straight into it. The energy company Electric Ireland sent me an estimated bill, so I called them and I rang in the meter reading. Even it, it had gone into the next bill. All of a sudden, I got an extra bill for three hundred euro that I cannot afford to pay. They should be reading. Uh, the meters more frequently. Yes, and that's just absolutely in here now. And it, it's something that we're taking up with with uh, uh, Electric Ireland. But but I suppose the question I and that we have to get clarification is what rate are they charging the the customer? If it's estimated uh, over a period of time, and then they do a reading, and that might be in many cases six seven months after the the the, the we'll say they did a previous reading. The, there's two questions. Number one. What rate are they charging the, the customer based on, is it the rate at the time of the reading or the rate at they incurred at the time of use? And secondly, uh, they need to come to the plate now and pass on similar energy, uh, price reductions to ordinary consumers, to people that, that, that you're dealing with, people living in houses, apartments, with young families on their own, uh, that they're doing to, to companies. Mm-hmm. I think... A government will move in terms of this uh, tax on windfall against energy companies very quickly. All right. Well, I mean, the cost of living sports are there. And if you need to get further details on them, uh, we have them. We can put them up on our website. Uh, where is the best place? Uh, gov.ie would be one of the better places to go to. Absolutely. Gov.ie will w- give you all the information and that I you would, need. I would suggest, sorry, Minister, to cut across I would suggest... If you are in a, in a very difficult position, contact St. Vincent de Paul or the local charity or the local, um, they're doing their best, but they don't have a huge amount of money either. Um, but there is 
small assistance out there. I came across a lovely story, I'm going to have to leave you on this one. I came across a lovely yeah. story and there'll be a political friend, a political person in the country and that political person uh, delivered bags of turf to people a few weeks ago that he felt were cold and didn't have enough fuel. I thought it was a lovely Christian story and they don't want to be named or otherwise. Uh, but it's, That uh, shouldn't have to be the case, Keith. It shouldn't, but sure, look at another caller said here to us there, the consumer can do uh, their own readings and send it in. There's no excuse for them. Why don't they just do that from there? And uh, Keith, when, 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 uh, political manure this is, uh, by the time the tax comes in, uh, the profits will be gone. Act now and stop waffling. Uh, he's not, well, look, not, yeah, go on. We've, we've, put, we've put the energy companies on high alert on this. Uh, they, they've, they're, as of this month, they're passing a 10 to 15% uh, reduction onto SMEs and small businesses. They need to do likewise to the, to, uh, the general population now as well, to the ordinary consumers. All right. I reckon at this stage, if you went out and wrote a check for everybody's ESB bill right across the country, it wouldn't be enough for a lot of people, but you're doing your best. Uh, Minister of State, Kieran O'Donnell, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today. Minister of State for Local Government and Planning there as well. Uh, other calls coming in to us uh, today. Uh, Keith, um, yeah, no, we'll get to you there in a, in a few minutes' time. Somebody else wants me to do something, I'll get to it shortly. Uh, comment line's open if you want to get through to us uh, today. We'd like to hear from you today on 86 And that's with thanks to Rationale Windows, uh, your local Windows supplier. And again, you can always call us on 091770. Somebody just said, Keith, water, electricity and food are basic human rights. Uh, we shouldn't have to fight uh, for them. They need to get their electricity charges right in this country. Uh, other European countries are far cheaper than Ireland and we're only a small country. Uh, they're making lots of money, so stop the profit for two years and just give us the electricity at cost price. Not a bad idea, I have to say, uh, coming in on the text lines uh, today. Yet to come at the programme, we have a lovely new community hospital, a spanking new one coming the way. Uh, due for completion in a couple of months' time. We'll give you full details of that just after the 10 o'clock news. Stay tuned for that and more to come on today's programme. A very good morning to you. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.